This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nakidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully, ever 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona. Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10K in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes. Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. You are listening to the Running Channel podcast with me, Sarah Hartley, Rick Kelsey in the corner pressing buttons. And this week, we've got rid of Andy and we've yeah. replaced him with someone who's already run a marathon. It's our very own Tom Dunn. I Thanks. know you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? Great. I did forget the memo, though. Of, uh, <laughs> Wearing purple. purple. For our audio listeners, me and Rick have come in exactly the same colour. This is beetroot corner. <laughs> I think we look great. Tom, next week, could bring purple. Yeah, yeah. This week's podcast, we're going to be diving into Tom's experience running his first ever marathon at Chicago. He is our videographer turned presenter and he took on his first marathon. So stay tuned for that. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Oh, I'll tell you what, it is strange looking across and seeing Tom. Not Andy. <laughs> I know. I kind of prefer it. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah, Andy's he, off in the soggy Lake yeah, District somewhere. He's, he's he's so wet, apparently. Really? Yeah, you text he, him? Yeah, he did 30k in yeah, the Yeah, I saw he made it rain. out for yeah. his long run, but yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get washed away. Yeah, he's having an awful time weather-wise with training. <sighs> yeah. Oh, dear. I'll but tell you what, when he gets to the sunny start line... Yeah, clear blue um, skies of Valencia. Yeah. I've got your... a good question actually about Valencia coming up later today. Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited about that. How's yeah. your week of running been, Rick? Good. I tried beetroot juice. Did you? It gave me zing. <laughs> and it's oh influenced your dress choices. <laughs> yes, I told you I was going to try it. Yeah. Yeah, and so I thought, well, why not? I'll give it a try before a 5K at the weekend. So I tried it 30 minutes before. Maybe too close, do you think? Just in case something went wrong. Yeah, tried 30 minutes before. It gave me... I think improved my stamina. I think it improved my blood flow. Yeah. And it may in the long term lower my blood pressure. <laughs> Is that just what you read off the back of the bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and noted down on the bit of paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom, beetroot juice, would you have tried it before a marathon? I mean, it, it's the smell of your pee afterwards for me that I'm not there for. Does that happen with beetroot? I think it does. As well Is as asparagus. Not? Does it change colour? I That's don't know. Well, Did you, oh, I mixed was it, it some, enough? I mixed it with some Robina. Did your pee change colour? No. Not really. Uh, interesting. But Maybe your shirt did. My shirt did. <laughs> did you Ready? spill it on yourself? Maybe a touch. Had a good race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good, yeah, good. yeah, good. Yeah. Nice. So I, I'd go for it. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't give it a go? Well, BG juice. No. Absolutely not, no. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'd like, just give me a gel. I'll be all right with a gel. Beetroot gel. Bet they do that. They probably do mm. that. They do I do think that. they do do that. They yeah. do. Anything is turned into a gel yeah. nowadays. How's your week of running been, Tom? It's been all right. I had about six days off after the marathon. Yeah. And now I've just started a uh, back to running plan. No, nice. Something really? like that by runner. Nothing. There's never a dull moment at the running channel, is there? So I've let the running channel know that I can run now. Yeah. And uh, second week back, 5K time trial for a video. 
Um, yeah. And I got another one Wednesday. So, oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. You were there, Rick, weren't you? We're, yeah. we're testing out how much faster does a carbon plate actually make you uh, for yeah. the average runner? Because obviously yeah, for the yeah. elites, they're tailored for them. They make a huge difference. But how much of a difference is it going to make? This week we'll find out. Yeah, the good thing is about this video, actually, we've got three different speeds of runner mm. in it. So we've got a 30 minute, roughly 5K, 25 minute and a 20 minute. Yeah. yeah like the I'm guy wondering. who does the 20 minute 5K is one of those runners who doesn't look like he's rapid at all. Yeah, well, it's like he, Andy. Andy can run. so smooth and consistent. Yeah. But he doesn't look fast, but he is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I feel like that's always the way with people yeah. that are super speedy, is that you look at them and go, like, oh, I could probably keep up with that. And then you start running and you're like, oh, no, oh, no. no, I can't. No, I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't. Can't do anything it's like Andy, it. is so he said he used to use that in his races of just like, there was no difference in what he looked like, whether he was going... I don't know, slower at the start of the race compared to sprinting at the end. So he really? would just use that yeah. because no one could tell. And then you'd suddenly just be like, oh gosh, we're going quite far. Yeah. I mean, Andy's like that in life though, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really tell you can't what he's really doing. Tell. What's he thinking? What, what what's his point he doing? is? No, what is, what's his point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Andy. Don't come back. Yeah, don't come back. See you later. See you later. We should probably explain like that Tom is normally our lead videographer yes at the channel and but you've been around we, the running channel yes. since yes. the very very, since the very start, start. I have. that that title basically means though that if any of you comment saying uh oh the audio sounds a bit bad i get the blame yeah so uh, please be nice please be nice <laughs> yeah look we're putting a face to, <laughs> to to your critique now of what it should look yeah, like yeah. so explain a little bit behind your running journey um you'd think working for the running channel for what four or five years now, um, that I would be a keen runner. <laughs> Not is, the case? No. I think uh, it's one of those things where you uh, you do it as a job every day. So then the idea of coming home and going for a run as well feels like work. So... Not that I don't like working here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I... Yeah, I was out in Osaka for your marathon this year filming you. Mm -hmm. And we were sat in a park... And it was probably my 10th marathon I've filmed and we were just eating lunch and I just suddenly was there and I signed up to do York Marathon and then was just like, huh, I've done it now. I'm going to have to start running. Yeah. Um, and then let you guys know and uh, got bumped up to a, not a better or nicer marathon, but a major marathon in Chicago. So the pressure was on there to deliver and uh, I finished it. What, so <laughs> you, York never happened. York, uh, I went. Well, York was a week later. Yeah, York so was a week later. Ba okay. A back-to-back -back marathon set as your mm. first would have been a bit, yes. bit much. Yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I don't think I could have done that. Did you find as soon as you'd signed up that you suddenly were like, right, okay, I've got purpose now because there's an impending deadline coming towards me? Yes, until probably like the last month, mm. and then everyone's always like, oh, you're tapering, like, oh well. If you skip this one now, it's probably not going to make much of a difference. And work, we were on quite a few projects. Yeah. Um, so after the long run I did, what's that, four or five weeks in, uh, away from the marathon, I I kind of didn't didn't do anything really. Uh, <laughs> you went out for a few, but yeah, the, yeah, it, yeah. I feel like tapering is so weird, isn't it? Because you're like, right, okay, I need to be resting now. And yeah. then your mind is just constantly playing that like, yeah. do I run? Do I not run? Do I feel okay? Should I rest? Should I do anything? And then, so then how would the rest of training been for the for the marathon? 
Um, pretty pretty good, I think. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's my first one, so it was all new. And it's not like I have been a regular runner throughout my life. I've played other sports and done running in those, but mm-hmm. I've never been like, oh, I'm just going out for a 5K. I haven't ever been one of those people. So um, it was it was all challenging. Everything was new. Most of it was new territory. I'd never run further than a half marathon in a race before the marathon. So... Yeah, it was, it was as good as to be expected, I think. But it was, yeah, I don't know. For next time, because there is going to be a next time. Is I, uh, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I got to get that. See, this is classic runner talk. You come off the back of a marathon, you go, I'm never doing another one again. And then give it a week to 10 days. I think mm. it's that, that period of seven to 10 days is when you go, oh, you know what? I didn't feel too bad anymore. Get the day after is not one. when you sign up to your no, next marathon. No, it's no. either on the day if you've watched someone else do it, or like that was amazing, and then you've got like about a week where you won't want to do another yeah, one. Yeah, completely. How did you? So we're obviously now three. We're almost a month later. Yeah. How do you feel now compared to when you finished? I was. If anyone's seen the video. That's quite emotional. Oh yeah, go um, watch it. It's a, it's a ironically, I'm not an emotional person, but I think I've cried in every single video that's live on the running channel. Yeah, so, I don't think uh, you can say you're not an emotional person <laughs> anymore. Guys, I promise yeah, I yeah. don't cry. <laughs> Running's changed your character, Tom. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, getting... softened you. <laughs> well, not for the, not for a, that's not a bad I thing. I've got to admit, in the last, when you come in to the close and the final 300 meters, you can... They write it on the ground. I, think, I don't know if they did it, did that in London, but they write how long you've got. So yeah. 800, 600, 300, 200. And at the 200 meter mark, you just start, you can see your face before someone starts to cry. Like it's about to pop. You know, you yeah. get that, yeah. that build up emotion. And I just couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> I think, we're, it, what, just, I mean, in the moment I was there filming it abs- and I was like, oh no, from a video perspective, yeah. Tom's not talking. What are we going to put over the top of this? So I tried speaking and you made me cry as well. Oh, I really? think there is just something when you see that finish line at the end of a marathon that's just yeah. like, no matter what your goal was, no matter why you're there, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just emotional. Did you I, cry at the end of yours? No, I don't think I cried, but I was, I was welling up. But it, <laughs> I didn't. I don't. I don't think it actually popped, but like the tear popped. Yeah. But I could just. I just felt where you were mm-hmm. and how much you've been through on that six on those six hours yeah, yeah. and all the people you met. And I. I, I was laughing because I was like, I know it. I know that feeling. Yeah. Like it's just funny. It's amazing yeah. how it just creeps up on you. I think as right well, like that's the moment. That's the moment as well where you realise like, does this actually mean something to you? Mm. And like, what was going through your head in that moment? I, I mean, I was I was a mess. You were there. Mm. Like, I, I had to stop filming and put the camera... I was probably half an hour of, like, ugly... <sighs> like, like, baby, yeah. like ch- children crying. Well, it's crying, a big relief crying. as yeah, well. Yeah. It's like I, half pride, half like, yeah. oh my gosh, I don't have to run anymore. Yeah. I can stop. And I think, I think I was... I'm not... If anyone knows me, I'm quite a, like... I don't like to try and get excited about things just in case it doesn't happen. And that, that's quite... No one wants to be my friend saying that, but, um, <laughs> but you're a, you're a glass half empty yeah, yeah. type yeah, yeah. of person. Mm. Great to be around. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so like during all the marathon training, I was just getting my head down, doing it and being like, yeah, tick off, tick off, tick mm. off. And then it wasn't until you can actually see in the video, like there's just a few yeah. moments where Sarah's put the GoPro on me and uh, my face is like, I'm just like, oh, shit. 
like oh no oh no and yeah. I was I was nervous I I'd, I'd never been nervous like that for a run before and then going throughout the race you just I don't know I found a new person I think doing that marathon so is that what it was is that what the emotion was at the end it was it, yeah it, it was it was you finding something about yourself that you didn't know before no I was just really hungry and I just knew that I could go get no a, a come Mackey's. on what were you feeling oh um all right about 25k in on the back of someone's t-shirt I saw a motto that said, running is the bridge between who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. And for that, that for the, I was like, wow, that's why I'm running. Like I had no idea why, I'd, to be honest, I was doing a marathon just to, I felt a bit left out from everyone else. From that moment, I was like, yeah, like, come on, let's do one. From then on, I was like, okay, that's why I'm doing it. And I, I felt like I had a purpose. And then, yeah, coming around that final, 200 meters seeing the finish line and stuff i don't i wasn't really got anything going through my head it was just, yeah. just raw emotion like i've finished it i've done it i can do it i mean i was absolutely annoyed at the time that i did but i'm quite a goal-oriented person and i went in with a goal and i didn't do that yeah but i was so happy and proud and like wow we're in this industry where people are running marathons every day at incredible speeds at incredible speeds and they're doing um like probably more than you should or like just everything like yeah. that and i was so in that like i don't know atmosphere or that realm of well they can't be that hard like if everyone's doing them but they are that is the hardest thing i've ever done do you, do you know what i thought was really lovely my favorite comment was a guy who said this is one of the most relatable bits of running they've mm. ever watched because it was someone running a six hour marathon and yeah. not a three-hour marathon i think that's like that is the main thing that we're always trying to do mm. and that's why like we have you know now we have eight presenters and next year we'll probably add more presenters because like we are trying to represent every single different type of runner and what i love about i love reading through the comments of what we do because whether it's like mo going and running a three-hour marathon mm. or you finishing your first marathon in six hours or like any marathon i've done every single video has comments under it being like, yeah. this is me. I've finally seen me. Hey, you know what though? First voice on the channel, so it just doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but you get that as well. Like on your injury <laughs> series, you get like, thank you so much. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. And I think that's like, that for me is no, like, completely. we've done a good job yeah. because mm -hmm. that is so cool. But okay, can you- Can I ask a question yeah. actually on that? Yeah. When you talk about those lengths and you know, the, the different type of runner, isn't there a cutoff time though in Chicago? Yeah, so there's there is a cutoff of six and a half hours, right. but that's when I'm. So I'm not sure. So you started in a wave. So when you sign up for a marathon, you put down what time you think you can finish, and I think you'd put four four thirty to five. So we were in that wave, and then the cutoff time is six and a half hours, but from when the last runner crosses over the line. Which we, is quite harsh because if you're someone who's going to run a six and a half hour marathon and you start at the, in the first wave, you've actually got like eight hours to finish oh, I because see. it will take, well, maybe but seven you, hours. If you say you're six and a half, you need to do six and a half. Yeah, you need to do six it. and a half. It. But I don't yeah, yeah. know what would have happened if your chip time would have been over six and a half. I mean, they wouldn't have known. There's probably nothing they could... It's not like they would take your medal off you. But yeah. I was they reading... there there and then, would they? No, there were a few marathons like a smaller the smaller the marathon is the more expensive it is to keep the roads open for a long period of time so there are some marathons that in the uk sense. which have like five hour cutoffs yeah which is like the average finish time 
is close to that. Mm. Like close running to five a sub, hours, isn't it? I mean, you found time, yeah. we were probably in the first 15K when you accepted that like sub five probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then you said at the end of the marathon, you were annoyed at your time. Mm. A few weeks on, how do you feel about time now? Oh, it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, <laughs> no. I, uh, and I think, uh, no, you know what? It did matter until the video went out. And then I just saw hundreds of comments of like, this is me or like that was so relatable or all of these positive things being like, oh, it doesn't matter about your time. You, you just ran a marathon. That's incredible as it is. And I think that really changed my perspective. Um, mm. So thank you, everyone. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I say, I'm goal orientated. I've always played like team sports where winning and losing you, you have like lots of people having the same feeling. So you kind of get stuck in that like, well, if you're, yeah, you're not first, you're last sort of mentality. Yeah, and I've always, I've always kind of kept that from a young age. But I think running has really—it's probably why I cry a lot—is that it's opened new avenues in my like life of like how I think about things and new perspectives. Wow, and I think deep. as well, what I find the most, <laughs> <laughs> what I find the most interesting about your running is you get two types of people commenting on your marathon. One is the type of person that finds running easy mm. or like finds the kind of base level of running easy. And there are a few yeah. people commenting being like, maybe you just weren't ready. Maybe you weren't ready to do it. But actually what I would argue is like, for some people, they're just going to find it that hard. And like, maybe you need to see how hard it is to then if you want to then train again and do another one. Yeah, I am. I think my persona is like, I need to see it a lot of the time to believe it or experience mm. it to believe it. And I think I was probably naive ever thinking that I could run the time that I set out to run because if I actually look back at my training, my half marathon time didn't replicate the final paces and stuff like that. So I've got, I've got that information now. Yeah out and do the next one yeah. and I know what it feels like and obviously like every run feels different and stuff like that but that was the first everything was so new and fresh so yeah I'm probably being trying not to be too hard yeah. on myself do you think more runners Sarah over egg the pudding when it comes to their times predicted times or oh, what, when they're under? signing up I feel like over because if you haven't done the training you don't know so I feel like especially if it's your first, like for my first, yeah. I wanted to go under four hours and that was not achievable for me. Like I wish I'd picked a time that was like 4.15 or 4.30 cause I would have, but then it's hard because you, do you either, the marathons where I've run my fastest time, mm. I could not tell you what happened in between crossing over the start line and crossing over the finish line just because the middle's just a blur of like head down, crack on, try and soak up a bit of the crowd and like enjoy it that way, which is totally different to like a Chicago. I can remember, like we watched back. I'm glad you remember it. Cause <laughs> but, I was like, you. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do you <laughs> just not remember? There's, I remember like Chinatown and some of the places where like the crowds were incredible and there was good music and we were having to dance along and sing along. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's hours of that marathon that I don't remember. That's what I find so funny though, is that like you spend so many weeks preparing and then it's such a big moment. And then afterwards people are like, how was it? And you just go like, I don't, don't know. know. Don't <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. The only thing that I remember from a soccer marathon is in the last 5k, 4k of it was a straight line. 
And I just remember really? being like, this is mean. Like I can see where I need to go. And it was a really you could slow. See, so you could see far ahead. So yeah. that's, but then there's a switchback in Chicago, isn't yeah. there in the last 5K? Yeah. So you can see where you need to go. Oh my that gosh. The longest that was, two miles. The line. That was yeah. obviously some yeah. of the best conversations we had was when we, there was an after party afterwards and we went along and there were a few people there who had run. And after like 10 minutes of talking, we got onto the last bit of the race and we were like, oh yeah, that last three miles is terrible because you can see where you've got to go. And every single person then just stopped and went, did you think about crossing over and they were like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you. there's, there's and, no and, barriers is it and it wasn't even because you're do because you're seeing it for so long it wasn't like oh yeah i thought about that one person was like yeah so how i would have done it is i would have gone to the middle <laughs> where there was a charity table i would have pretended to drink a cup of tea and then i then Switch. i would have just and then Switch another over. person was like oh i was gonna go to the tree pee and then, then go, go back <laughs> there was just yeah. such complex plans of how Someone people were gonna do it, it. I, there must be people who... No, but there were timing chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what goes through your head. You're like, oh, if there's a timing map when I can't see it. Oh, yeah. And then it was, I'm out. It was and right was... at the end of the switchback as well. Yeah. yeah. They what, knew. They and knew. what would be the point anyway? Yeah. What yeah. would be the point? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's incredible how your mind is just working against you in that yeah. moment of like, well, yeah. What, what difference does a mile make? <laughs> at, at 37 kilometers. Yeah. 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 Completely. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know, what are you taking away from this whole experience, if anything? Some, the okay. medal, we've got our medals with us. Yeah, I would say that the time only matters to you unless you're doing it competitively. Don't be too hard on yourself. Make sure you're having fun. If you're not having fun, then maybe drop down to a different distance or something like that. For me, I'm now, next year is the year of the PB, I'm calling it. So I'm going to go back straight back down to 5K and like start building myself back up again to... Marathon distance and maybe an ultra. Ooh. Oh, don't be stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> gotta, gotta test it, gotta go to the unknown. So yeah, I think don't be hard on yourself. Make sure you're having fun. And if you need to pee, just go and pee. Oh yeah, toilets. Mate, that's potentially a little bit more on that later yeah. on. Standby caller. Standby. <laughs> this is what I'm so interested for Andy. So Andy hasn't done that many like mass participation races where he hasn't like been competitive at the front. Yeah. I am so interested to know how he's going to feel about his medal in Valencia because like ages ago we had a conversation where he was like, oh, medals in mass participation races like feel weird to him because he was always competing for medals. So then to just run a race and not be like first, second or third and get a medal, he's like, it feels weird. But I feel like he's going to cross the finish line at Valencia and that is going to be the best medal he's ever yeah. got in his He's going to frame it or maybe just put <laughs> it on his on his front door He'll be one of, of the Christmas people. Wreath. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? Decorate it with a bit of holly. Yeah. He'll be one of the people on the plane with it round his neck. Well, I am excited about Valencia. I am excited. Oh, it's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be good. Yes. Should we make sure he has to do a walking tour the next day? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the boat one either. No, no. Proper no. walking tour. Yeah. We'll book him in. Anything that makes his life miserable yeah. is fine by me. <laughs> right, well, you are listening to the Running Channel podcast. Up next, we've got your questions. But first, we're going to bring you some news stories from this week from the world of running. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Shoes. Now, at the Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you want to run fast, you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule. Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes. <laughs> 
Tom, what's your news story? Well, I ran a marathon in Chicago. You ran a marathon in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only person that ran a marathon in Chicago. Our very own uh, content manager, Rachel, ran a marathon in Chicago at the same time as us. But she didn't run it in six hours. No, she ran it in two hours and 50 minutes and 52 seconds, which I've got some times here. That is a 4.10 km an hour minute mile thing. <laughs> Do you Sorry. mean that's four minutes and 10 seconds per kilometer? He's only here for a week. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Yeah, yeah. But that's over a marathon. That's yeah. quicker than my 5K time by miles. Yeah. Um, but the main thing to, to come away from this incredible information is that she was the second fastest female Brit in it's Chicago. So cool. Incredible. When I was told this when we were out filming last week, I was just, I just thought, I didn't even know Rachel was a runner. She's so, yeah, she's, she's so, so modest, quick, but so... So modest, yeah. so down to earth. And I asked her about it. I said, I heard you the second fastest Brit in Chicago. And she goes, oh, was I? Oh, really? Was I? <laughs> I love I it. I didn't know. I reckon she's she so goes good. home and she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Rachel. Yeah, well yeah, done, amazing. So, so impressive. So impressive. I've got a bit of news as well. Okay. So oh, yeah. also in Chicago, the marathon world record was broken but not by Kipchoge, by Kiptum. But Kipchoge has been interviewed for the first time since that happened, which I thought was interesting because that must be so hard when you're like happy Mm. that we're getting closer, but it wasn't you. And he said, I was happy to see the record being broken. I'm looking forward to seeing records being broken because I've shown them the way. I will be happiest on earth to win an Olympic medal for the third time, back to back to back. It's about making history. It's about inspiring a generation. Two different quotes there, but I thought it was so cool how he's as excited as the rest of the world to see someone break two hours. Cause I Is guess- he really? I don't know. Do I feel think? like, I mean, he's the one that broke two hours for the first time. time. Yeah. It must be so hard being like, why didn't that yeah, count? Yeah. yeah. That was an amazing day when that happened. Yeah. Remember it was, it was so where, cool. where did he do that? In was it Berlin, Vienna? Vienna. Some, Vienna. 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 It was an amazing, yeah. clear, autumnal day. Uh, I remember 15 degrees. Condition. 15 degrees. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what the temperature will be for Andy in Valencia. Uh, Hopefully. Maybe it touch may, colder. Maybe 17. Really? Maybe the, the average temp in Valencia is 17. We'll pack him a little average fan. Average high, yeah. Right, well, that's the news. On to some questions. This is good. And honestly, we got this question in. I, and it was the last one that came in. So this is why we pulled it. <laughs> I'm preparing to run my first marathon, says Darko. Fantastic name. Don't know where he's from, though. But... The marathon happens to be in Valencia. Slowly, I'm planning all the details for race day. However, a question regarding toilet breaks came up. Should a break just be taken into account on the day? Or is there a way to avoid it on a run of over three hours? How do you deal and factor this into your marathons? It's good. How do you factor it in? Well, Tom went to the toilet during his marathon. Twice. 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 How did you find it? I think if you're, I think we can take a step before that. And if on your longest run, you went to the loo, Mm. you're probably going to have to go in your marathon. Mm -hmm. I think if you're running any times faster, any times over like three hours, four hours, anything like that, you're you're taking on water. Your body is just going to need to get rid of it. So yeah, factor it in, but I, I don't know how you'd factor that in. I think it's about a minute. If you've got no cues, it's about a minute. So yeah. if, if you're See, think... per two hours, yeah. I would factor in a minute per two hours. So if yeah. you're running a six hour marathon, I factor in mm-hmm. about three to four minutes. Yeah, and yeah. don't get Extra. go on your phone. Like while you're, like I go to the toilet 20 minutes sometimes on my phone, Candy Crush. 
Like, <laughs> marathon day. Yeah. Just yeah, don't avoid in and that. Out. In, yeah. And yeah. Out. in and out straight away. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I think you've got to, but you know what? That will be taken into your time. However, yeah. say you're going for six hours and you do six hours and three minutes. Doesn't you, count. Doesn't count. Because you've been to the toilet. You can take it So you it have off. got a sub six. So you have got a sub six. Excellent. So yeah, or- I would factor it in uh, a minute per two hours. <laughs> which is very unscientific from Rick. I would say whatever you do, don't try to be like, oh, I, I don't want to go to the loo, so I'm not going to drink. Go. To just do everything that you did for your long run in preparation. Do that for race day. And if you do need to go to the toilet, it's faster than you think. Like, I was surprised at how quick. Yeah. And also lastly on this is that there was points where I really didn't want to go to the toilet, but knew I needed to go. And I was getting stitches, cramps, mm. everything like that. And it was slowing my running down overall. So as soon yeah. as I went to the toilet, I might've lost a minute, but I probably may have gained five minutes over oh, the gosh. course of the marathon because I was relieved. Yeah. Just just for anyone, so in Berlin Marathon, I really needed a wee, but there was only about 5K to go. Mm. I needed a wee so badly that I tried to wee myself whilst running and it's impossible. You I've can't never do heard it. This before. You this actually can't do it. Story before. I promise you, you can't do it. You tried to wee while running? Yeah. Why won't you just go to the loo? Because I couldn't see any portaloos and I was like, I so need a re right now. And I was so close to the time that I didn't have like a well, buffer. Weren't so you I filming was, with Freddie? Yeah, I was with Freddie and I was like, right, okay, maybe if I just let a little bit out. It'll, it'll re- take the pressure off. It'll take the pressure off <laughs> and it'll reset itself. But you can't, it genuinely, just, just won't, won't anyone happen. that has managed to wee whilst running and, and has like, it's been a conscious thought. How? How did you do it? Let us know. Next. We'll, come, we'll have to talk about this later. Yeah, I've got another question. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. Alice from Putney Heath. Hi, Alice. Hello. Uh, I have a problem where my 5K, 10K and half marathon pace are all fairly similar and only differ by a few seconds per kilometre. I've been trying more strength and speed training to decrease my 5K and 10K pace, but seem to be stuck in a rut. My brain wants to conserve energy and doesn't really let me push on. Any tips from you guys on how to mentally push for that speed and get out of this conserve energy running mindset? The Ooh, conserve energy question. running mindset. Yeah. I, I don't think I've heard of that before. No, I can relate to that. I think sometimes what I would say is, I don't know how you're pacing these 5K and 10Ks. Yeah. I guess there's two things. One, if you're getting into a stuck in a, if you're like training's going really well, but if you're getting stuck into a rut when you're actually racing, maybe try and go out for a 5k and pick the pace that you're stuck in for the first three kilometers don't differ from that then for the last two kilometers in a 5k try and push and see if you can like ramp up the speed at the end because it might just be that you're perhaps going off a little bit too fast and then feeling like you haven't got anything left in the tank i actually i've been here (laughs) you've been there i've been everywhere um (laughs) but andy actually gave me the best advice here um, and he, it was res- using strides to get that speed. Mm. So go out for your run, you know, like a, you're, I don't know, a 5k easy run or something like that. And then add strides and go a hundred, like all out. Imagine you've got a lion chasing you and it's a life and death situation. You're proving to your body and your brain that you can run faster. Yeah. Um, and mm. also say run with, get someone to pace you, get other people to push you there. Step away from the whole distance and just start 
chunking it. Chunking it. A chunking podcast favourite phrase. Break it down into small little chunks and then see how you can piece that together. So like go to a track and do intervals mm. and then your brain isn't, if your brain is constantly thinking like, oh, I've got to get back home. I've still got so far to go. Go to a track, get there, make sure that you can get back without running so that you've got no worries at all. And then just try do a lap, see how fast you can do it and then work on that speed and you'll start to like unlock that kind of faster pace. And like you were saying with strides, strides only need to be 100 meters, four mm. times 100 meters at the end yeah. of the run. See if you mm-hmm. can make that faster you than your pace. You can have a break in between them, stop, yeah. get your yeah. breath back. Yeah, a, yeah. A, no technology will ever beat having another human pacing. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no technology. Get an annoying one as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, aren't going to like, oh, it's well, okay, we'll back off. I get someone like Andy or you, yeah. like pacing car, yeah. just in your ear the whole time. Should me and Andy just hire ourselves out as annoying pacers? Well, you're yeah. going to be pacing me to the potential uh, running faster than you've ever run before. Mm. You? Yeah. you asked yeah. if you could pace me? Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. quite fun. Because she knows yeah. how annoying she is. Yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's yeah, true. Yeah, no one will let me do it anymore. So I'm just having to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm having to sell myself. Well, Tom... It's been nice to chat to you on a podcast. Oh, it's, yeah, very nice. Thank you very much. Thanks for allowing me to be here. That's Normally right. behind the camera, which is, <laughs> yeah, different. And Sarah, I think you've got a little favour to ask. I have got a little favour to ask. We're going to switch it up this time. You don't have to share the podcast with someone else. But if you're watching this right now, I want to know your questions. Podcast at therunningchannel.com. Any questions you have about running. It could be, Rick, give an example question. Does beetroot juice cause gut problems excellent tom give an example question are jelly babies more efficient at fueling you than a gel oh good question heavier to carry um any questions like that email in podcast at the and we will potentially do a question only episode coming up soon so make sure you get them in tell us where you're from and tell us where you're from yeah. and we'll see you next time bye bye toodaloo This episode was brought to you by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which has a focus on both comfort and endurance. So an ultra springy, responsive feel that protects your legs and keeps them feeling fresh, which is what Jess has been putting to the test as she's been training for over the last 12 weeks for taking on her ultimate ever 10K. And she's been focused on consistency. So being able to show up with those fresh legs every day and every week in order to put in the work and the recovery that she needs to do to run her best. If you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.